Get ready to stand on guard for the... Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask lucky bastard today how you can make Canada's ultimate Caesar, true north and strong. Featuring lucky bastard's premium dill pickle vodka, LB's famous bacon rimmer, and bacon bitters. It's not a Caesar if it's not lucky bastard. Order online or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast, a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network and the official podcast of Left Wing Lock. I'm Devin Davidson, your host. With me, as always, Bruce Gunther. Hello. MIA tonight is Tyler Homan and John Enns. Uh, but we got a special guest tonight, Johnny Lazarus, joining us from the Blue Crew Podcast and the Action Network. Is that correct, Johnny? That is correct. Uh, Devin, Bruce, great to be here with you guys, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to have me on. Yeah, I know. We really appreciate you joining us. Um, Tonight, episode 79, we're going to go through our part one of the Metro Division. We're going to cover uh, the Penguins, the the Capitals, the Rangers, and the Philadelphia Flyers, as much as that may pain us. Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, John, just, yeah, our, our buddy Mike McLaughlin from Left Wing Lock is a, is a Flyers fan, and um, we like to poke fun at him every once in a while because they're... Right. Easy target. They're, they're, not, they're not very good right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, before we get rolling, though, I should mention this episode is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers. Opened in 2012 and inspired from a lottery win, Lucky Bastard Distillers is proud to be the first distillery to operate in Saskatoon since Prohibition, home of Canada's ultimate Caesar. Mix your drink tonight with Lucky Bastard. For our listeners, use promo code HockeyHacks to get 15% off your next online order. Shipping available across Canada. And for anyone that does like Caesars, they have dill pickle vodka, so that's always a favorite. My wife is a fan, a big fan. There you go. So thank you to them. Actually, and they they sponsored our... um, our hacks holiday contest. So Johnny, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, for mm-hmm. our listeners, if you're aware, just stick around because we're going to enter, or we're going to provide our promo code at the end of the show here. So, and with no further ado, let's talk about John's list, Bruce, since John's not here, I guess we could throw him on there, but that just seems too easy at this point. <laughs> um, uh, maybe, you know what? I might go with this one. Let's go with Zach Aston Reese for choosing to sign in Toronto instead of Edmonton. I didn't know he had a choice. Or I guess the PTO. Well, Edmonton was interested, so I don't know if it was official. Okay. But just from an outsider's perspective, um, I, I, I guess I can't fault him for going to, to Toronto, except for it's Toronto. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we won't get too deep into that. Usually, Johnny, you know, we just John's list. John usually has something for us uh-huh. tonight. He didn't even enter it in, so now we're just we're totally flying by the seat of our pants. Well, funny enough, I actually happened to train with Zach Aston Reese like for three summers because he's from Staten Island, New York. I'm from Long Island, <laughs> so we we played for this we played for the same junior team. So uh, you know, nice. I happened to work out with like him, Kevin LeBanc, uh, Charlie McAvoy, and some other you know like big name name guys. I mean, obviously, sure. like I didn't I didn't make it, but uh, they did. But um, man, That's Zach awesome. Aston Reese, like he he is a really good player if he's put in the right opportunity like when yeah. i was a freshman he was a senior at northeastern and he played on the best line in college hockey it was him adam godet and uh dylan sakura who was in chicago for a little bit i don't know where he is now but zach aston reese could be a difference maker i think in toronto like he's just a heavy guy tough as nails can score like he's really he's honestly he reminds me a lot of like john tavares like they play a similar style they're not like the fastest or best skaters but they're in the right areas and they get 
you know, they get shit done. I don't know if I, can I curse on here. Sorry. If I, yeah. No, you absolutely yeah, can. You go for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just, you know, they just get shit done. They're in the right place at the right time and, and they're strong on their skates. So I, I think like Toronto could use a guy like him. That's honestly had playoff experience with the Penguins too. So um, yeah. obviously like a, a, a non big name signing, but like someone that can make a difference. Yeah, and I should clarify, the reason he's on the list tonight is because I wanted him in Edmonton. He, he is oh, a really? difference maker in my opinion. Yeah, so that's uh-huh. that's why I'm kind of giving him the gears about it. I would love to have seen him in an Oilers jersey, but uh, not meant to be. I can't blame him. I mean, Toronto's going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but like it's the same ending every year, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. Um, all right, we'll move on to headlines with the hacks here. Bruce, there's really not much. Well, I guess there's a couple points here now. You actually were you were busy this morning, I guess. Yeah, I put a I put a couple of things in here. I put one in there for Mike because I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel for something to put in here for today. <laughs> All right. So yeah, headlines uh, from September fifth to the twelfth. Bruce, take it away. All right. So first news item came this morning, courtesy of the Montreal Canadiens. They named Nick Suzuki as their thirty first captain. He is also the youngest captain in Canadiens history at twenty three. Wow. Solid pick, I think. Johnny, any thoughts on Suzuki? I think he's a great player, and I, I didn't realize he was only 23. Um, it feels like he's been around for a little bit longer, I guess. What's it been like? His, this is probably his fifth season already in the league, or, or fourth, maybe? Yeah. Not long. Not long. Not long. No, but it feels like he's been around for a long time. Um, you know, I, I don't know much about him, honestly, as like a person, but I'm sure it's a great fit. I, I think it's like a little of a weird time for Montreal, right? Because they went to the Stanley Cup final, and they had like the worst year in their franchise history, it seemed, last year. So, um, you know, a lot of pressure, I would say, on him. But then again, like the the captaincy and, and just a letter on your shoulder, of course, it's a huge honor for players. But it, it doesn't fans, I think, get a little carried away with the expectations sometimes. Like, you know, he's still going to be the same guy. Like, you shouldn't expect much different from what he's already done. It's just like a little added hype around him. Yeah, it's a big responsibility and the expectations are high in Montreal, regardless of where that team is um, mm-hmm. in their performance. But it's going to be his fourth season coming up here. For the record. Fourth. Okay. Yeah. What else you got for us, Bruce? Uh, Evan Rodriguez signed a one-year, $2 million deal with the Colorado Avalanche. Not sure if he's going to be fantasy relevant, but if he can kind of pick up where he left off last year with the Penguins, he might be able to scrape in at the end. He did. He was doing well, and then about mid-season, he seemed to drop off a cliff. But mm-hmm. And sees where depends where he ends up in the lineup. Yeah, I... Could get some talks top six time, I think, um, depending on how things shake out there. They're definitely not quite as deep as they were last season. Um, oh, yeah. At center depth, they're not really set, right? Yeah. Right now, he's listed as the third line left winger from what I'm seeing. There you go. Well, there you go. But he was he was money last year for that, like, 15-game stretch. What did he, yeah. he, he finish with? Did he have 20 goals? I'll look that up for, for you. Do we know that? Yeah. I want to know what he finished with. I know he had like, there was a spam where he scored like 10 and 15 games or something like that. Something crazy. Uh, yeah, 19 was, goals. 19 goals. <laughs> yeah. 19 goals. I know it was close. Yeah. Cause um, he was playing with Crosby and Gensel. Was he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was on fire. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a nice ad for them for the avalanche. It's just a player that can kind of move up and down the lineup when he's needed. And if yep. given the right opportunity, he can produce, right? Most definitely. Power play guy and too. The, Yep, for sure. The last one I put in for Mike, uh, Sean Couturier has been medically cleared and will be a full participant in training camp. So he only played 29 games last year to, due to injury, and he hasn't played since December 18th of 2021. Wow. Might have to shake off some rust, eh, Bruce? 
Maybe a little bit. From what it sounds like, he's going to have to do it pretty fast because it uh, sounds like Torts is coming in hot in camp. So <laughs> That's what everyone says, right? Every player that's ever played for Torts said, like, his training camps are the hardest ones ever. Like, I'd be te- yeah. I'd be terrified. Training camp sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they said it. And what do you say, Bruce, about you had some concerns, too? Yeah, he basically... It, basically was was written it said if if you're not ready to go on day one you'll get left behind and if you get left behind don't bother coming back <laughs> torch said that no it was one of the uh one of the beat writers i think wrote oh. it it's uh yeah they're uh gonna come in fast and hard and if you're not ready to go you're gonna get left behind okay well, there you have it that's uh that's headlines for the week not much to talk about i mean we're kind of in the we're so close to, to training camp and stuff i mean there's not a lot to report on usually at this point, but mm-hmm. well, I think rookie camps get underway this week, right? Rookie camps they just started, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, by next week or our next episode, we should have some more to talk about, but mm-hmm. pr- pretty yeah. quiet this week. Um, so with that, let's move on to our 2022 Metro Division Fantasy Hockey Preview, starting with the Rangers. Johnny, I'm just gonna spit out some some numbers here, like I mentioned earlier. We'll talk about the team. I'll ask you your opinion: Did they get better, worse, or really no different in the off season? And then we'll get into some. Uh, Player predictions, I'll ask you to give me or agree with the over or the under on some of these projections we've got. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first up, the Rangers, 52, 24, and 6. They were second in the Metro, goals 4, 3.05. They're 17th in the league. 2.49 goals against was second overall. Uh, no surprise given Shesterkin was in goal. Goals 4 percentage, 55%. Corsi 4, 47. Power play was fourth in the league at 25.2% and seventh on the penalty kill at 82.3%. The Rangers have got 16 back-to-back sets this season, tied for the most with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and 41% of their games are played on light days. Uh, that's games or days where fewer than 50% of the teams are in action. Some key additions in the offseason, Vincent Trocek from Carolina, Yaroslav Halak from Vancouver, and Louis Domingue from Pittsburgh. Leaving in the offseason was Andrew Kopp, Frank Vitrano, Justin Braun, Ryan Strom, Keith Kincaid, and Alexander Gorgiev. Um, based on... Those numbers and, and some of the additions and departures, Johnny, did that team get better, worse, or no different this year? So I've been talking about this all summer, and uh, my opinion has changed. I've gone back and forth, and I know this probably isn't the answer that you'd want to hear, but I, I don't think they got better, but I also don't think they got worse. And I know that like doesn't really make any sense, but when you kind of like let me elaborate on it for a second, it does, because... Listen, they're going to have these guys that are given more opportunity than more than they've ever had in their careers, right? Alexi Lafreniere, Capococco, first overall pick, second overall pick. Vincent Trocek, obviously, he's been a solidified second-line center, power play guy. He's going to have a bigger responsibility this year than he's probably ever had before because he's coming to a team that made the conference final, and I know he played um, you know, a pretty strong role in his previous teams, but nothing like the pressure of New York, and I think he kind of knows that, and I think – he's filling in for Ryan Strom. So if he's not up to par with what Ryan Strom did in New York, like fans aren't going to love him and they're going to let him know. Like he's, yeah. he's coming in and Ryan Strom wasn't even that incredible, but he was, you know, a guy that was here for five years, a great locker room guy, a guy that got along with Panarin and, you know, he was there for Panarin and Panarin has been an MVP candidate. I think, you know, in, in every year he's been here. So, um, Chotrek definitely comes in with a ton of pressure, but then again, like when you look at the departures, these guys, like when, before they got to the Rangers, they weren't, huge names in the league. Like Andrew Kopp was, you know, a strong two-way forward. He wasn't really a goal scorer, but he overperformed and exceeded expectations in New York. Frank Vitrano was a third line player. He played in the first line. You know, he is a goal scorer, sure, but he never produced like that anywhere else he's been. Um, Mm -hmm. Justin Braun, you know, just kind of a a solidified veteran defenseman. And then, 
you know, obviously Kincaid and Gorgiev, you can kind of say whatever you want about them. Like, you know, Kincaid got a couple games, I think two years ago, and Gorgiev was, you know, not his best this year, but, um, you know, he played well when needed, I think, in the playoffs. But I, I think it's hard to look on paper right now and say they got better or worse because you just don't know yet with the young kids and what they're capable of. Um, obviously, we saw that kid line together in the playoffs. I don't think they'll be together this season, at least to start it, because you got to give Lafreniere the first line minutes. You might have to give Kako some second line minutes and power play. But this Kravtsov kid coming in from the KHL, too, is a stud and super skilled and could click with Panarin. I want to see him in the second line with Panarin. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really hard to tell right now. And, you know, whenever you have a Norris Trophy winning defenseman on the blue line and a Vezina winning trophy goalie and that, it's like, you know, how could you think they're going to get any worse, you know? They've got some really, really key pieces, right? And and that hasn't changed, like you had just said. So I like Trocek this year, uh, mm-hmm. playing next to Panarin. I think like has he really played with a better winger than Panarin? Like there's a, there's been guys who've been close, maybe in Florida, right? But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I like this for for Trocek. Um, I, I don't think can we really expect much better though from Shesterkin? Like he had a pretty incredible <laughs> year last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if you expect better from him, I like I don't know what sport you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> It was the best performance I've ever seen in my life from a goalie, like ever. So I, I guess I'll just throw this out to you then. Is, mm. is he now the number one goaltender in the league, or no. is that just that's overhyped? I mean, he could be, I think, at, at some point, you know. But, like, if you had to ask me, like, obviously I'd, I'd take him, you know, up there with Vasilevsky right now, but I think he still has to prove a lot to, to get to Vasilevsky's level. I mean, you can't knock what that guy's done. He's incredible. Yeah, and I think... Yeah. The team too. You just you still have to give the team advantage to mm-hmm. Vasilevsky at this point. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean the Rangers' defense was not very good last year. I think they were like twenty fourth in high danger chances against. There you go. Yeah, and and, and possession numbers too. Again, twenty fourth in the league. So yeah. Um, so some things. I mean, really, I think. Um, well, let's just jump to this just in here really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, his goal saved above expected was just just a shade under forty. So that tells <laughs> you, like, despite some pretty. Pedestrian possession numbers. Shesterkin really saved their bacon, and mm-hmm. I don't think this team would have been really half as good without him in, in the net, right? And I think the the guy behind him in second, was it not Freddie Anderson with like 32, right? I, yeah. Was it something like that? Yeah. Yeah. At, well, in Carolina, they're just they're studs in terms of possession, right? That's They've mm-hmm. been that way for a few years now. But he was just so far and beyond like the next best goalie in the league. Yeah. Like, there was no argument. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Shesterkin was a clear-cut winner for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so last season, 35-13-4. and four, A 207 goals against average, pretty incredible. 935 save percentage. Um, I've got him pegged here for 65 starts next season. I don't really think that's a stretch, but the not many goalies start 60-plus games anymore either. So, Johnny, um, and 36 wins. So, do, would you take the over-under on those numbers? Not on the starts. I would not take the over-under on the starts. Simply because his workload this year, you know, especially when it got to playoff time, they played 20 games in 40 days, and... You know, to win a Stanley Cup, the Rangers aren't going to beat teams in four or five games in a series. So they're going to have to imagine that he's going to have to put up, you know, those kind of performances again if they're going to go far in the playoffs. So I I would say more in the 52 to 55 games played range, which still like isn't that far off. Um, 60 just sounds like a lot for some reason. I don't don't know why. Like when I heard 60, I was like, man, that is a workload. But also you got to think of who they just signed too, right? Yaroslav Halak is a you know, pretty solid. He was a, a starting goalie for a long time in the league, and yep. Deming played pretty well in the playoffs. You know, he did fall apart a little bit toward the end of the series, but, um, you know, he's more than capable. And, you know, I, I think they understand now, like, what Igor can do to his body in a playoff run. Not that he was 
bad in the playoffs, but like that Penguin series, there was definitely some concern in the, in the first couple of games. So I, I think they might, you know, stick to like a 50 to 55 game starting range. But I, I, you know, what, what was the wins you said? How many wins? 36. Um, I honestly, I, I like, I like love that number. <laughs> I think like a, yeah, I think it's, it's a fair right. number. Yeah. You know what? Now that you say that, like considering who they signed this off season in terms of goal, like Halak, like you said, capable backup, uh, Domain, same thing. Mm-hmm. They they should rest him a bit more. And that makes a lot of sense. So I, I mm-hmm. would agree with that assessment. Yeah, I'd probably go a little bit lighter too. Bruce, you're probably thinking the same thing. No, I'm actually thinking the other way because really, <laughs> sixty <laughs> start him sixty five games. <laughs> well, you look at the way Halak played in Vancouver. You might might as well have just put a sheet of plywood in there instead of him. <laughs> like you, he he wasn't good in Vancouver. So mm-hmm. his starts so at sixty five. If Halak and Domain can't stop a puck. Those numbers are going to go up, and he'll hit forty wins. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. what I think, anyway. It's Hot if, take from Bruce. I love it. Well, I think also to your guys' point before, you got to mix in those sixteen back to backs, right? Like that's already yeah. like you know that's probably eight starts already right there for a backup. Yeah. I'd imagine, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, most but, in the league, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> if the if the backups don't play well, that might be the only eight starts. Well, Georgiev never really played well. <laughs> he no. was terrible. He was hard. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 40 wins. Back to your point about Halak, though, Bruce. I, I actually have higher hopes for Halak this year. I think, like, there were some goalies we saw go through Vancouver over the past couple of years that didn't perform well. Halak was one of them. Uh, Markstrom's yeah. another. Like, so you look at Markstrom, you look at Halak, you look at Holpe, because Holpe yeah. went to Dallas, and he actually played quite well. I think he had a 916 yeah. save percentage the following season. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's more of a team issue over in Vancouver, Um because I mean, Demko has stood on his head a few times, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so yeah, I, I I think Halak will be better this offseason or this season. Halak is going from a team that had a suspect defense to a team that has a suspect defense. So <laughs> that is a they valid also, point, Bruce. Fox they also had a, they had a coach firing though this year too. There was some stuff That's going on true. in the beginning of that season. You know, that is true. So yeah, yeah we'll uh, see I, what happens. That's okay, Bruce. So when come draft time, you're going to totally ignore Halak and and I might, well, or even on the waiver wire, you're not going to touch him. He'll be sitting there for me to stream. So that's great. <laughs> There's a reason why Shesterkin's one of my keepers for this year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Can't okay, there. let's uh, let's talk about some forwards here. So Mika Zibanejad, um, right now is Yahoo ADP is 29.3. Last season, 81 points, 29 goals, and 81 games played. Um shots on goal was his lowest since 2016-2017, but he had career highs in his power play points at 28 and his uh, percentage of power play uh, at 71.7. So I've got him pegged here for 32 goals and 82 points. Johnny, does that sound about right to you or am I out to lunch? No, I think that sounds pretty on the spot. I mean, I think he's become a top 10 center in the league and you know his his one-timer is the number one look on that power play and that power play was ranked fourth this year. So you know, he'll be the biggest threat on the, you know, top five power play in the league. Um, and, and he's a player, though, like we actually, you know, obviously I'm a I'm a Rangers fan and look for him around the time March. Everyone, you know, this this thing has become a, a Mika March. It's been like the last two, three years. <laughs> he put up those six goals or five. What was it? Uh, nine points maybe against the Flyers or something in like two games. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for, I honestly, I, why am I forgetting that? I don't remember the exact number, but he tore up the Flyers two years ago, and then he had another oh, strong yeah. March too. He's just become very streaky. When he's hot, there's no one hotter. I mean, you saw him, you know, in in games five, six, seven of the Penguin series, he was unstoppable. Um, yeah. And and once he gets going, he's really just hard to shut down. And 
he's an all around player. So I, I think 32 goals is, is definitely, uh, you know, the right benchmark. Um, 52 assists is where I'm like, mm. you know, I, but I guess, you know, when he's playing with Kreider, like you never know. So, um, no, I, I like that projection a lot. Okay. Bruce, what do you think? I like it too. I think point per point per game is right, right where he needs to be. How badly do the Ottawa senators want that trade back? Oh my God. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, when no it first kidding. happened, we loved Broussard. So everyone was like, what? Yeah. like, why did they do that? You know? So, yeah. uh, it's funny to see how that panned out because Mika has been <laughs> incredible for the Rangers since he's been here. He's just got better every year. Mm-hmm. And apparently, apparently a hell of a DJ too. Yeah. That's what everyone says. <laughs> and a head of a hair. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the yeah. flow too. For uh-huh. sure. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Panarin. We were just chatting about him earlier. Him and Kraft, he crafts off and, and maybe Trocek on a line together. Panarin's going at an average of 24 overall in drafts right now. 96 points last year, 22 goals, and 75 games played. That was 105-point pace for him. 37 power play points and just about 73% power play share were career highs. Um, 12.4 was his shooting percentage. That was his lowest since 2017-2018. So I don't know if we're going to get the same. Like 37 power play points is it's quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll see 37 power play points from him again this year, but I do expect a bit of an uptick in goals. Uh, so I've got him for 30 goals and 100 points if he plays 82 games. Johnny, what do you think? I think the goals might be a little too high. Um, you know, I've watched him play a lot over the last couple of years, and he's really not a shoot-first guy. Um, you know, obviously, he he can pick his spots. Is his shot, you know, a huge threat? Not necessarily. I mean, his one-timer is solid, but his, you know, just genuine wrist shot and, and snapshot is not, something that I think is a, a huge weapon. Um, and obviously when he's playing with other skilled guys, especially on that first power play unit, like we talked about, he's going to be more pass first. So I, I think the goals might be again in that 20 to 25 range. Um, you know, I'll be very surprised if he scores 30. Um, but then again, the assists, like he's a pass first guy, like he could put up 60 assists easily. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think uh, that 90, 95 point range, is somewhere I would feel comfortable like maybe betting on or, or giving a projection. Yep. But, um, you know, I, I'm not going to knock it that hundred point pace. Like if anyone can do it, it's him. I mean, he's been incredible and, uh, you know, he's got a lot of talent around him. So I, I'm not going to say it's not possible, but I would definitely lean more toward that, uh, you know, 90, 95. Okay. Totally fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of banking on his shooting percentage, mm-hmm. taking a bit of an uptick here, but we'll see. Uh, Bruce, what's your take on Panarin? Uh, Pretty much exactly the same as Johnny. I was thinking 90 to 95 points. So, okay. Love that, Bruce. <laughs> Chris Kreider. Let's talk about Chris Kreider. Had a hell of a season last year. 52 goals. Absolutely shattered his previous career pest of 28 goals. Uh, and his 35 <laughs> power play points obliterated his previous career high of 14. So obviously a career year from him. I think there's some regression coming. He shot over 20% last year. And 3.2 shots on goal per game was also a career high. Um, 77 points in 81 games played. I've got him coming down a bit 35 goals and 67 points that might be an overcorrection but johnny what do you think he's really tough um because think about it like before last season a lot of ranger fans were kind of on him about underperforming and then he explodes like this and i think a lot of it does have to do you know with the power play obviously like most of his goals and points came on the power play and like you you don't really see units regress like that right like the only thing is right now and and a big topic of discussion is who's gonna fit in on that fifth spot on the first power play unit because ryan strome was that guy 
Um, but I don't think that takes away from what Kreider is going to do because Kreider was a huge net front presence. Like he scored so many goals, like on deflections that were five feet away from the net. Like I've never seen anything like it. It was like literal art, what he was able to do. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I still, I still think he can score 40. Um, do I want that to be the expectation? No. So I, I would say, I would say he goes North of 35. I, I would put him in like the 38 to 40 goals. Okay. Um, and he's he's not a he's not much of a pass first guy. He's he is he's a shot first mentality. So I, yeah. I don't see him uh you know getting many assists, but um what'd you have him at? Seventy seven points? Uh six, I'm gonna sixty seven points. Yeah, seven points. Yeah, yeah. Because you're right, he doesn't, he doesn't pass a whole lot, right? No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> um I would uh, And for I'm the record, saying, his three year average is sixty five points. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying 30 to 38 to 40 goals, like yeah, 65 points sounds sounds right. I'm gonna say 63 to 65 points. Yeah, that's a, that's a I like that. Okay, Bruce, I'm assuming you don't have a whole lot to add to that. I think he's gonna creep over 70, just over 70 mm-hmm. for the season. Okay, I can see it. Like again, there's lots of talent there. There's no there's no reason he couldn't, especially if mm-hmm. the power play continues to tear it up. So, oh yeah, if they can maintain their power play. It was what fourth last year, so. Even if they can stay in the top 10, right? That would be, that's a huge boost for the team. Huge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vincent Trocek, just speaking about the power play. Johnny, I, this is the guy I think is going to take Strom spot on, on PP1. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see a reason for him not to be there. Um, he's, he's performed there in the past. Um, if all goes well, maybe he has another 60-point season. That's kind of where I see him producing and, and 25 goals. Um, last year, he was on a 52-point pace. He had 21 goals. Uh 53.7 IPP was a career low for him. I think we're going to see a, a bump in time on ice. Uh, he's going to get, like I said, power play one duties. Uh, playing with Panarin, I think he'll get more ice time than you saw PK in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yep, PK, right? Like So lots of things there. One thing that is concerning, he had 2.1 shots on goal per game last season. That was his lowest since 2013, 2014. He typically has been a guy with a higher shot volume and, and, and he hits too, right? So um, now even his hitting, I think, has trailed off a little bit here in the past couple seasons, but... Kind of a nice category coverage guy for fantasy purposes anyway. But uh, 25 goals, 60 points. What do you think? So I do want to disagree with you on the power play thing. I think Trocek's been a solidified net front guy on uh, you know every power play unit he's been on. Valid point. And no, no, but but listen, everyone, like everyone, literally everyone on Rangers Twitter is like, Trocek's filling in for Strom. He's going to win the faceoffs. He's a good faceoff guy, which he is. But when you have Kreider there already, like, why not put Trocek on the second unit and give a guy like Kako that more ice time on like, because right now the fifth spot in that first unit is basically just a bumper guy and he's just a distraction and he's not going to like, you know, be a huge option for goal scoring for touches kind of just there to win, you know, battles on the boards and get the puck back for your power play unit. Right. Like that's kind of what the bumper guy is for just to be that like little diversion. So I I think Trocek is just more valuable on the second unit. Like that's my own opinion. Like, you know, I could be way off on this and he could end up, you know, playing the first unit. But I, I've been saying all year, like, I really want to see like a Kako or a Heedle play that fifth spot on the first unit just to give those guys some more ice time. And then you have Trocek net front on the second unit and you have, um, you know, him being in his natural position where he could kind of make more of a difference. And you already have a guy like Mika Zvanja that can win a face off on the first unit and Kreider that can win a face off on the first unit. So I would love to see him on that second unit. But then again, like, you know, to your point, I think he will have a better year this year offensively because he's playing with a guy like Panarin who he's never played with before. So, um, you know, I, I really do think like 
he, he should have an uptick in points, uptick in production. Um, but it's just really like where he fits in, you know, right away. Cause yeah, it, it is like, obviously he's right now solidified second line center, like up in the air on where he is in the power play, definitely going to kill penalties and Gallant loves him. So, yeah. you know, his opportunity will come. It's just, you know, what he does with it. But I, I definitely, I think, uh, 25 goals might be, might be, a, I think he'll maybe get 20, okay. 20 goals. That's fair. I, I'm just a Trocek fan. So that's like, I'm, I'm oh, yeah, for sure optimistic on that outlook, <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, I, and there's a lot of logic in what you're saying. I actually, I forgot totally about Kreider being net front presence and that makes a mm-hmm. big difference here. So, and actually too, just to boost up Kako's confidence, like that's, yeah, they got to get him going, right? If they can get mm-hmm. Kako and Lafreniere going, that's, that's going to make a huge difference for this team. I've been saying it like, that's been my biggest, like I, argument, I guess all, all summer long is like, obviously going into the offseason, Kako scratching game six, like you know, probably not feeling the most confident and everyone wants him to get more ice time because he's a second, you know, second overall pick, but he shouldn't really be playing with Panarin and Trocek because he's just not fast enough right now. Like Kravtsov should be there and he should be in the third line with Hedl, a guy he was comfortable with in the offseason, the kid line, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you want to give him some more confidence, throw him on PP1 where he can be a bumper guy and like maybe, you know, be an effort. Like he's a strong kid. Like he can easily win those battles and he did it, I think, you know, two seasons ago, he filled in every now and then. So put him there. I like it. Uh, Bruce Trocek, any thoughts? Well, I like I like where you got him at. Okay. And then we'd mentioned Lafreniere. Um, 163 is his ADP right now in Yahoo. 31 points last year, 19 goals in 79 games played. I mean, a 32-point pace is really, really underwhelming for a player that went first overall not that long ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, high expectations for this kid. He had 108 hits last year. That was a career high for him. Low volume shooter. He had just 1.4 shots on goal last season. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. I, I do see him having a better year. Um, so I've got him at 23 goals and 45 points. Johnny, what do you think? I love that. I also think for him, his biggest struggle will be playing the off wing because I don't think he's done that before in his career. And right now he's slotted as that first line right winger with Kreider and Zibanejad, which he had a couple of games with them last year and he should feel pretty confident. I mean, he was great in the postseason he had a really strong finish the regular season and those 19 goals that you mentioned they were all even strength which was like you know yeah. I, I think like amongst the top of the league for like even strength goals um so he should feel pretty good and and you know it's funny i was actually i, I don't know why i did it but i like chimed in on a, a twitter debate that i saw the other day with like <laughs> just about like like so, somewhat of like trolls but i was like you know what i love lafreniere and i want to defend him so i'm gonna jump in like he's honestly become like my favorite player i think on the rangers i just love everything about him his personality the way he goes about his body language the way he goes about the game like he just yeah. does everything i've never seen it really from a first overall pick a guy that like will bang the body and just do all the little things um you know it's really impressive from a young you know french canadian kid that sure. has a ton of skill too, right? Like he'll go through the legs and backhand back, like top shelf, like he'll yeah, do it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but where was I getting at with that point? What was I talking about? <laughs> the, 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 the Twitter debate. So yeah. What oh yeah, yeah. Well, so okay, so I saw a bunch of Devil fans arguing, a bunch of Ranger fans arguing. Who would you rather have right now, Jack Hughes or Lafreniere? And the situations are so different because Hughes is, you know, he's obviously, I would say, a much better overall player right now than Lafreniere is, but what he went into was a team that wasn't even close to making the playoffs. Like he was kind of a a franchise savior. Whereas Lafreniere, like the Rangers kind of get a little lucky with that lottery pick, right? Like, come on, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. (laughs) But like, it's, it's, it's all about opportunity. And I think Lafreniere for the first time in these three seasons, will get all that opportunity this year. So like, it's hard to really argue right now on who you'd rather have. 
I mean, Jack Hughes is unbelievable. I love his game. I love watching him also. But there's no reason why Lafreniere can't be that same player. I mean, he's not as as fast as a skater as Hughes is, but like, he's 20 years old. Like, yeah, come on. Like, he's gonna get there. So I I think I think 23 goals is like dead on. Like, I, I I think he'll at least hit the 20 mark. Like, that should yeah. be an expectation. Yeah. Um, and 45 points, I think, is fair too. It all depends again on if he gets power play time or not too. Totally. Sorry yeah, for going a little on with these things. I'm just very No, I love it. I, <laughs> that's good. That's good. You know, because we're going to yeah. breeze through the Flyers when we get there, too. So <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing um, on them. I was just going to say that. <laughs> just, just skip over me for that one. <laughs> oh, man. What was I going to say? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hype around Jack Hughes right now. Like, mm-hmm. I can totally Lots. see that conversation taking place because everyone thinks that guy's going to get 100 points this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think the expectations for Jack Hughes are too high right now. But he, he's going to have a good season. He's a good player. But, I mean... Anyway, let's talk about Adam Fox. ADP 17.4. That's a little rich for my blood. Um, 74 points last season, 11 goals in 78 games played. 7% individual shot percentage, Bruce. Two shots on goal per game. Those are both career highs for him, actually. Uh, 33 power play points and 70.7% power play share. Again, career highs for him. I love Adam Fox. I just think um, in terms of fantasy hockey, 17th overall is a little bit high. Um, there's, there's, had we had this debate, or not even a debate, a conversation last week talking about defensemen you would take uh, in the first couple rounds, and for me it's McCarr, it's Yossi, and it's it's Hedman in terms of fantasy defensemen, and then and then I would take Fox probably fourth. Um, so seventeen seems a bit rich, but uh, eleven goals, seventy points, Johnny. What do you think? And then in terms of taking him at seventeenth overall, can I ask why Hedman ahead of him for fantasy purposes? Uh, just the team situation, I like a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I know the power play is, is shown it was it was probably better. It was better than, than Tampa's last year. But uh-huh. I mean, Hedman had what was it nineteen goals and eighty five points last year? I still like Hedman a little bit more, but it's I mean it's mm-hmm. so close, right? That I think it, honestly, if you took either player, it's probably a, a wash. But I, I do yeah. like Hedman just a bit more right now. So with Foxy, his thing is just like, man, he the play just starts with him. Every single offensive rush the Rangers get, every clean breakout they get, it. it I mean, obviously not every one when he's not on the ice, but like you know, what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, you know, I think, and this could be like a hot take or I don't think it is, but I think the Rangers' offense somewhat flows through him. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily see it that way because he's not the flashiest, and he doesn't necessarily like stand out with his speed or his strength, but he just makes the right decision, like. 99% of the time and gets the play going, keeps the play alive. Like the way he is in the blue line, like then he doesn't skate the blue line like Yossi or McCarr do, but he's able to keep pucks in and like his head fakes are just ridiculous. The way he just gets these wingers to bite at him and just, and, and just, just hesitate for like half a second to get the shot through. I mean, yeah, I don't know if there's many defensemen that get pucks on net more accurately than he does. If that makes sense. Like it's yeah. not the, it's not the hardest shot, but it just gets through. And I think that's an advantage that he might have over, you know, I mean, listen, like you can't, you can't say he has an advantage over McCarr. I, I actually, I, I know both of <laughs> them. I, I played, I played with both of them. So like a lot of people do compare them and they're just completely different players. Like Kale McCarr would put up 70 points in the Buffalo Sabres with Adam Fox. Probably not like right. Kale, Kale creates his, his own opportunity, but Adam makes everyone around him better. Like that's yeah. the difference with the two of them. Like Kale can do it on his own. Adam, if he's around unbelievable players, like he makes them that much better. Like, so I, I think that's like, maybe it's biased, but I think that's why I'd put him over Hedman just because he just like runs that, like that offense runs through him. Like, yeah, I, I can't really say it any other way. 
That's totally fair. And actually, I was on a podcast last off season and I was talking about how I take Fox over Edmonds. So I mean, my my, yeah. my opinion, you know, it's like I just I yeah. kind of flip up a bit, but it's I think they're really close, both players. They're both mm-hmm. phenomenal defensemen, and, and you can't go wrong either way, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. um, and McCarr though, so where did you play with McCarr? I'm curious. Oh, nice UMass. That's played cool. uh, my sophomore year, his freshman year at UMass. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good Alberta boy, right? Yep, yep. One of the one of the best, man. Just a pro on and off the ice. Like he, he really is just unbelievable guy. Yeah, he's he's been, well. Bruce is the president of that fan club. We we joke all the time. <laughs> and nobody will trade him to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He uh, didn't he th- he, th- he threw some shade at Alberta? I think this year didn't he with the cup or whatever? Didn't he like bring the cup there? And, <laughs> I know. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! All right, yeah. uh, last last guy here for the Rangers, Jacob Truba. So 107.3 right now in Yahoo, 39 points, 11 goals, and 81 games played last year. 207 hits, so he's two and a half hits per game. That was a career high for him, and 177 blocks. So in, in multi category coverage leagues, uh, Truba's a nice pick there. And I think he's maybe a little bit underrated in terms of offense. Like he he's in or, in and around 40 points it seems to be every year, and Double-digit goals is not a stretch for him either. Mm-hmm. The $8 million man. Yeah, uh, maybe you don't like that price point so much, but I mean... Uh, no, I, listen, honestly, if I can go back, I wouldn't change it. Like, I, like he was brought in to basically do what Fox has done. You know, I think that's kind of taking a little bit of pressure off him offensively. Like, yeah. no one could have really imagined Adam Fox would, you know, make this much of an impact as early as he did. Um, so I, I think, you know, obviously there are a lot of Ranger fans who don't love that, you know, that number of $8 million, but like he's the captain now and he's, you know, a guy that almost everyone fears playing against. So, um, you know, are the offensive numbers going to be as expected? Maybe not. Um, cause I, I honestly, I, I think he was, he was running the second unit, the second power play unit also throughout most of the year, but with the emergence of Keandre Miller this past season and Zach Jones is also capable of playing the blue line a little bit on the power play. I don't think true um, power play opportunity will be there as much as it has been in the past. So there might be a little drop off there, but, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably say like the, like, I th- do you have it at, uh, I've got him nine goals and 39 nine goals. points. Yeah. I would say like, I'm going to say like seven goals and, and 35 points. Okay. So not, not too, too far. But off, no, no, but yeah, no, just... no. The exact ballpark. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bruce, any thoughts on Truba? Uh, I think he's going to just, He's gonna just gonna slightly take over forty. And how many knockouts is he gonna have this year? Yeah, right. He had what three goals, last year. He could have more knockouts than yeah, more knockouts than goals. Mm-hmm. I'd bet that. Man, there's some heavy, heavy, heavy hits. Heavy He's a hits. nasty piece of business, honestly. What was yeah. your thoughts on him as the captain, Johnny? So, it's it's interesting because this time last year, I think he was the obvious choice. And then with the way Kreider handled himself with the media, the year he had, and just the homegrown Ranger that everyone kind of loves, it was like almost it seemed automatic that he would be the captain. So I think it was more of a surprise when that news first came out. But then like as the day went on, it just made sense, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, like, but when you, it's funny because like some media members always said like, you know, Kreider almost preferred to talk to media after they lost and after they won so he could like, hold himself accountable, hold the team accountable and like kind of be that role. Yeah. But you know, you throw a C on Truba's chest, doesn't change anything. Like he's still going to be that guy. Truba's still going to be the same. He is, yep. you know, Barkley Goodrow's still going to be a leader with the A on his Jersey. Mika's going to be a leader too. Panarin also like 
that's why I said, I think I said it early on about Suzuki, like the C doesn't really change that much. You know, nope. it just, everyone in the room already knows who that guy is. The C is just for the public knowledge to know who the leader is, right? Like you're not, totally. no one's in the room. So yeah. um, I'm happy with it. And I think it was the right choice from everything I've heard. All right. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Flyers then, as much as it may pain us. And now to the Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 25, 46, and 11. They're eighth in the Metro last year. Really, all their metrics were, were pretty bad here. Um, 31st in goals for, 27th in goals against. Goals for percentage was 41%. was 30th. Corsi 4 was 26th at 47%. Special teams were awful. 12.6% of the power play was dead last in the league. And 75th or 75.7 was 26th. Um, so some pretty ugly numbers there from them. They've got 15 back-to-back sets this season. That's tied for the second most with the Islanders and the Penguins. 30% of the games are played on light days. Key additions, they signed Nick Delorier and Tony D'Angelo. And leaving was Martin Jones. Um, so, Johnny, did they get better or worse or really no different this year? So, it's the attitude that's going to be different, right? Um just the guy behind the bench, I think, makes them better than they were. Everyone, for some reason, just gets up to play for John Tortorella. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, do I think they're going to be good? Like, no. no. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really their, their special teams, too, last year. Like, whoa, the 32nd best power play there. Yeah. You know, 12.6% of the power play. Like, come on. Brutal. That's, that's Brutal. atrocious. And then Did, didn't like was 26th. What's up? Say, didn't Mike say that they were worse on the power play than they were at five on five last year? Probably yeah. something to that effect. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it was like yeah, it was. They were actually worse on the power play. It was, amazing. which is nuts because they they exactly. have good players. And and yeah, honestly, like I don't know if you guys remember this far back, but prior to the bubble, like when COVID happened, the Flyers were like on a roll. They were like going to win the Eastern Conference. Like they were yeah. money. Carter Hart was playing well. Um, their whole entire team was just buzzing and i don't know what went wrong for them maybe covid just ruined the flyers i don't know but um it's seen that way i right it's definitely seen it sure seemed that way yeah the islanders beat them in the bubble like they were the clear-cut favorite um but i need i absolutely need a film crew following them the entire year with tony d'angelo and john tortorella and (laughs) all these all these crazy different kinds of personalities like it is going to be nonstop humor for fans (laughs) And like part of me wants them to be good, right? Because like just Philly sports, like when they're good, like Philly sports is fun. Like those fans are yeah. insane. Like it is just a fun city to be in. So, yeah. you know, I hope the Flyers are good. Um, but I, I just, I can't with this team on paper right now, I'm looking and I'm just like, you know, as far as the Metro goes, like the Metro is so deep and their top six are decent. But after that, it's just like, come on, like what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, like, no, no disrespect to Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, and Owen Tippett. Like, they're good young players, but, like, I don't know. I, I just – I guess they haven't, like, really proved themselves yet. That totally fair. Um, you know, Bruce, you mentioned earlier Sean Couturier. I, I've been a fan of this player in the past. If, he, if he's healthy, I mean, he could be a very effective player. Um, Definitely. Definitely. Great was number, he the number great, one overall pick? I don't know if he was number one. I thought he uh, – I, I thought he's somewhere in the top five, wasn't he? I don't, I don't know if he's first overall. I can check that for you, but – I will look right now. All right, Bruce, you take a look. Uh, last year, 7.6 shooting percentage, lowest since 2012, 2013. His uh, five-on-five shooting percentage, or his team's even strength shooting percentage, was 6%. And his IPP was 56.7. That was the second lowest of his career. So everything was down across the board for him basically last year in terms of his wowies. 
Yeah, Johnny, what's up? Can I ask you what an IPP is? I don't even know what that is. His individual <laughs> points percentage. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you so yeah, what to percentage send of points he was involved sheet? in while he was on the ice? Got it. That's cool stuff. Yeah. What's up, Bruce? He forgot to send him the acronym sheet. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can send out the, the legend. But, yeah, was there was there one that was no, uh, there's not actually. Kind of, Bruce just uh, likes to harass me because I throw these numbers out sometimes. And no, I know most of them, but you know, I gotta speak up when I when I second lowest of his career. I gotta ask what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a good value here on Couturier. He's actually going uh, 156th overall in Yahoo right now, and I've got him pegged for 30 goals and 75 points. Last year he's only playing at a 48 point pace, so really not much to like there last season, but. Uh, his three-year average is 67 points and 26 goals. So, Johnny, what do you think? I actually happen to like him a lot as a player. Um, like, I'd love him if he was on my team. And, uh, you know, I, I think he'll have, you know, 10 games to kind of get his feet wet a little bit. He hasn't played in a long time. And it's hard to really kind of throw yourself into a, you know, a real live game after sitting out that long. So, I don't think he'll get off to such a fast start. But, you know, he'll he'll have the opportunity, right? He'll play first-line minutes. He's a first-line center. He'll play first-line, first-unit power play. So, like... The chances will be there, you know. Um, so I, I think there's no reason why he can't put up the amount of points that, you know, you're kind of projecting here. Um, it just it, it's all based on the guys around him, right? Like it's hard to tell because, the, like Travis Connecty, another good player. Like Kevin Hayes, another good player. James Van Reems, like another good player. But like, you know, can they put it together? That's, yeah. What What do you expect from these guys this season, right? I think I have some hope for them, just given that Torts is there, right? But. Mm-hmm. Expectations are not very high either. So, also Carter Hart's <laughs> just been like so up and down. He has, yeah, you know? yeah. He's he's burned Bruce many times in the past in fantasy. Mm. <laughs> Every year, mm-hmm. Every Go, year. keep going well, back to the well. <laughs> Probably will again this year. Uh, so Bruce I, on Couturier, you're taking the over the under on 30 goals and 75 points. I think I'm going to go slightly over. Okay, so you like you like Couturier for this year? I, th- I think he could creep towards 80 points. Okay. So speaking of 80 points, he was eighth overall, eighth overall pick in 2011. Eighth overall pick. Okay. Who was number one yeah. that year? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, let's see here. Eighth overall. I don't know why I felt like he was one. Yeah, I thought he was third for some reason, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I just remember him being hyped up a lot in his world junior. Like yeah. he was the guy for Canada. Yeah. yeah. John should know this one. It's one of his favorite players. What was the draft year again? 11. 2011. Oh, well, that was Nuge. Exactly. Nuge. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Nuge. Yep. Wow. Who would you rather have now? Well, we, we love Nuge here in oil country, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's that's hard because Couturier, like he's, I don't know, he's so good in the faceoff. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. Like that's, yeah, he, he's a, he's a great player. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just be the fifth on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh all right, let's talk about Travis Konechny. He's, he's had some flashes of brilliance, I guess, in the past. Last season, 52 points, uh, 16 goals, and 79 games played. So that was a 54-point pace for him. But his individual shooting percentage was a career low. His shots on goal at 2.8 was a career high. Um, career highs in power play time and time on ice. And then some good things there. So uh, I've got 26 goals and 62 points. That feels a bit high maybe, but Johnny, what do you think? No, I think that's accurate. He's, he's a guy that... Torch will spark a fire under his ass. Like he is a torch guy. Like <laughs> like Konechny is he's so fun to watch, man. He just reminds me a lot of those like Braden Points, Brendan Gallagher, of course, they're the smaller guys, but yeah. Also like a lot of Ryan Callahan, you know, like an old Ranger that played yeah, amazing yeah. under Torch. Like that's yeah. kind of what I see as Konechny. So 
I think he's going to thrive. I, I think he'll be like the best player for the Flyers this year, without a doubt. Okay, there you go. So you, you take the over then, or is that? I'll, I'll take yeah. I'll, I'll take thirty goals. Honestly, okay. I think he'll put up thirty. There you go. I speaking of Callahan, I was a big fan of Callahan's actually when he was in in New York playing for mm-hmm. Torrance. That was yeah, he was great. Um, he was the best. He was the best. Totally, Bruce. What do you think uh, connected for this year? Well, I think he's going to be over seventy points. I I love him as well. So I think mm-hmm. yeah, I think he'll go over seventy points. I just love his facial expression sometimes. Like <laughs> that one press conference. He's um, a pest. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. He's just a he's a funny guy to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh JVR. Bruce, I've tried to hawk this guy to you many times midseason. Uh, <laughs> you know, let, let him score like six or eight goals in two games and then try to trade him. Um he's going undrafted right now in fantasy drafts, so take that for what it's worth. Um not a whole lot to report in terms of his numbers here, but 38 points, 24 goals. Uh 38 point pace last season. So 25 goals and 50 points. Does that feel about right to you, Johnny? Or what do you think about John or James? Or like, he's so confusing. Like, yeah, totally. I, I, right. Yeah. I, I feel like every, every year I feel like James Van Riems like is like tearing it up and like, granted, like, you know, 24 goals is a lot. Like that's, that's a great year in the NHL. But like, I always feel like for some reason he has like 30 or 35. Like, I, like every night I watch the NHL network, I feel like James Van Riems like is just like, always putting in a rebound like every single night for some reason. And he's just like, a, you know, one of the best net front guys there is in the league, I think right now, or, or maybe not one of the best, but like a top 20, I would sure. say. He's great. Um, yeah. But his like, is it is skating maybe like, uh, like he's not the fastest anymore. Like I know he's been around for, you know, what he's probably going on like year 11. Oh, he's yeah, been he's around been, for at least a decade. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man, like these flyers players, like, bunch of big bodies Couturier, Hayes, Van Riemsdyk like you know they should be dominant um but yeah I, I would say I would say 25 50 point range is, is pretty accurate it, it really all depends on how dog shit or successful their power play is because <laughs> it can't be much worse right like it can't get no. much worse than than 12.6 percent or whatever that number was let me double it check. has to go up it has to go yeah 12.6 like that is terrible yeah uh he was a 2007 draft pick so mm-hmm. been around for quite a while mm-hmm Okay, well, yeah, Bruce, what do you think? You taking the over under on Van Reems? Like, oh God, it's tough to tell with him. He's all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? Like, he just, like, I don't know. Was it two seasons ago? He was just incredible there for that one thing, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, he had COVID. 27 COVID. goals. Yeah, COVID. 27 yeah. goals in 1890. He had 36 goals in his last season in Toronto. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? Like, he, he was scoring like 30, 35 goals. Like, he was yeah. there. Yeah, he was. There's and I mean he's been close, like seventeen and fifty six. Uh, he might have scored thirty that year if he stayed like if it was a full season. Um, Nineteen and sixty six, like. Yeah, yeah. once they get fifty points. Yeah. Okay, um, Kevin Hayes. I, I think this guy's gonna have a better season. He had some some personal tragedy last year. He's dealing with, and and that's you know these these guys are still people, right? And so when stuff happens, they're just. It's going to affect their performance. I think he'll have a better a better season. Um, 31 points, 10 goals, and 48 games played. He's still on a 53-point pace. 7.9 individual shooting percentage was a career low for him. So I am predicting 24 goals and 50 points. Johnny, what do you think? He had surgery as well, too, right, last year? Yeah, he had an injury, yeah. yeah. Surgeries, um, I think he had more than one. Yeah, he had a tough year, man. And, yeah. um, you know, he's obviously a great player, too, like, I have to imagine he'll have a bounce back year. I, I can't see it any other way. Um, you know, you kind of said it perfectly, Devin. Like, 
I, I don't really have much much else to say on that note. Like, you know, he's he's a human being, and, and sometimes he's like you saw it with Brock Besser too last year. Like, there's a yep. lot of stuff going on off the ice, and and these things affect how people play. And um, you know, I'm not saying it got any easier for him, but you know, I'm sure it'll be a little bit less of a distraction this season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I would say uh, over for sure. I think he'll have 25 goals, 50 point. Yeah. 50 point range is good. 55 maybe even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fair. Okay. Bruce, anything to add to that? If he can stay healthy, he'll go over. I was just looking here. He hasn't played a full season in his career ever. Wow. Ever. So the past six years, the most games he's played is 70. And that was in 20, 1920. Otherwise, it's been 55 or less. Was 1920 technically a shortened season, though? Or did they play the full 82? Uh, which was the shortened season? That was the bubble. That might yeah, have been 2021, wasn't it? So that might have been the closest then. Yeah, 19, yeah, I think you might be right there, Johnny. I don't know. I, I don't know. I actually just don't know the number. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember now. I think I think 20 was when they played. Was that in? Yeah, I think that was the bubble. Like it we can go back and look. Yeah, so. twenty twenty one was like the fifty eight game year, I think. Or yeah, some, yeah, whatever it was. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's all a blur. It's all behind us now. <laughs> yeah, it literally feels like another life ago. Yeah. yeah, it does. But if he's healthy, he's over. Okay, uh, Joel Faraby. I won't get too deep into this guy here. I've got twenty three goals, fifty one points. Johnny, like the over under. Um, I'm gonna say under. Third okay. line guy, twenty three goals. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a bit optimistic there. Bruce, what do you think? I agree. I think it'll be a little, little under. Okay. Uh, Cam Atkinson, actually. This is a guy, I, I've liked him in the past. He's been productive. Um, last year, 50 points, 23 goals in 73 games. Uh, his team's even strength shooting percentage with him on the ice was a bit high at 10.5%, so something to keep an eye on there. But I've got him at 24 goals and 54 points. Johnny, what do you think? So I think this might be one of the most fun lines in the NHL this year if they do stay healthy. Just because right now I think it's Ben Reeves, like Hayes, Atkinson. They all have a ton of familiarity with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all from that, like, well, I think Ben Reeves is from Jersey, New Jersey, excuse me. Um, but uh, Hayes and Atkinson played together, I believe, in college. Um, ben Reeves, like, around the same area, played for UNH. I think these guys are just, like, very familiar with each other through that USA program, too, I think, as well. Um, so I think the, the chemistry is there off the ice and if they could go on the ice, they will be a lot of fun to watch these three together. And I, and I really hope they do well. Cool. Did I, I didn't say the over under no, did I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'll say 27 goals for Atkinson and 60 points. Perfect. Bruce, what do you think? I'll buy that. Okay. Uh, newcomer, Tony D'Angelo right now is going mm. at 120th overall in Yahoo. 51 points, 10 goals, and 64 games played last season. His three-year average right now is 63 points and 15 goals. I've got him pegged for 14 goals and, and 65 points here in Philly. Johnny, what do you think? I, I, saw, I saw some hot takes, too. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I can't remember if it was Nate Bruce or not, but somebody was saying they thought Tony D'Angelo could be like a like an 80-point player. Um, I was in just Philly? Gonna say, he's going to have the best year of his career this year, for sure, without a doubt. Okay. I, I think like he he's from that area. Like the the fans like love him. I think and the guys love him. Um, from like obviously there's a lot of outside noise around him, but from yeah. everyone I know that's played with him, like they love him as a teammate. So like I I think he'll be like this last year he played great, but he was still like in a 
you know, prove it, rebuild myself, um, you know, this like rebrand for Tony yep. D'Angelo of some sort, yeah. uh, some yeah, sort. Yeah. So I think this year he'll just be a little more comfortable. But then again, like I am very curious to see how his personality meshes with torches because I feel like they're kind of the same vibe. So they might bash heads a little bit. But yeah, if I had to if I had to guess whether D'Angelo was gonna have a great year or a bad year, like I would take great. Like I think he's gonna maybe even put up like 20 goals, honestly, as a defenseman. And, and that's interesting too, right? Because Provorov has been their number one power play guy, but they might play together on the first unit. I don't really know what they're going to do uh, as far as their power play setup. I actually want to check this out quick. Um, yeah, like right now I'm seeing it on uh, Daily Faceoff that D'Angelo's quarterbacking the first power play unit with Atkinson, Konechny, Kateria, and James Van Riemsdyk, and there's no way or there's no reason why those guys can't click, you know? So, yeah. Um, I see D'Angelo having like I, I could see it. I could see the eighty points. I don't, I don't think it's crazy. Okay, yeah, I I can't remember who it was. I have to look back at that, but it's uh, it seemed high. But I, I could I guess yeah, if if everything clicks and goes the right way, it could totally happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have last year? He had 64, 64 last year. Sixty four, uh, fifty one points in sixty four oh, games. 51. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But again, I he didn't play a ton of five on five. I don't think right. Like in Carolina, he played like he was kind of a power play specialist, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could see him playing over 20 minutes in, in Philly for sure. So, uh, Provorov, speaking of ice time, so Provorov just never seemed to click hey, as, as a power play, like as, as their, their quarterback on the power play. Like he, he should, he's their best defenseman defensively. Probably. Is there someone mm-hmm. like, I don't think there's anyone better right now defensively. Um, and that's maybe not saying much in Philadelphia. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah, I've got him for 11 goals and 42 points. What do you think, Johnny? Hmm. He's a confusing. He's a confusing one. He sure um, is. Yeah. Eleven goals, forty-two points. Well, I guess. I guess, like we said, right? They can't be much worse than last year. So I, I, I think that's <laughs> fair. I, I, I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, Rista Linen, I've got here mostly for the fact that he he hits a ton. Uh, just about three and a half hits per game. So if you're playing in a bangers league. Definitely a guy you want to take a look at. 125 blocks as well, so just shy of two blocks per game. And good for about 30 points. His three average is 30 points, five goals. Uh, I've got him at seven goals and 32 points. Does that seem reasonable? How many goals did he have that uh, maybe his last season with Buffalo? Do you remember he had that nasty, like, between the legs, top shelf? Yeah, yeah. He has skill. Like, I don't know where it went, but. I don't um, know either. He's capable, though, so. What, uh, yeah, one thing, seven goals is definitely well, and one thing I'll mention too here, quick. He he shot at two percent last year. Like that was that was a career low, and and one point five shots on goal per game. Like mm-hmm. he was not good last season. Um, mm-hmm. So if things and, and and two, I guess it was his first year in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you, so. you tell me, Johnny. Like you know, you've played hockey, you've moved around a little bit. Like going to a new team, there's an adjustment period, right? Always, always. Especially, well, also, dude, you gotta like. He he didn't really like upgrade, you know. He, <laughs> he went from went from Buffalo to Philly, like yeah. you know. It's kind of like I don't know. That's a tough. I've I guess I've kind of done that, but like that's a tough transition when you go from, you know, like arguably the worst franchise in the NHL. Almost like obviously Arizona is like right there, kind of. But Buffalo is not the worst franchise in the NHL. But like the last you know decade or so, they kind of have been. Yeah. And then you go to a team that's like a pretty solid franchise, but then they become. A joke. So it, it's, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put too much blame on the player. I, more of a team thing. There you go. Okay, Bruce, any thoughts on Ristolainen? Not really, no. 
<laughs> so then, Bruce, I'm going to ask you about Carter Hart because I know you're a big Carter Hart fan, even though he's let you down the, the past couple seasons here. But right now, he's going at 170th overall in Yahoo. Last season, 13, 24, and 7, a 3.16 goals against average, a 905 save percentage, and a negative 11 goals saved above expected. Like we said many times already through this segment, they can't get any worse. I think. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, I've got him at 53 starts next year, Bruce. 65% net share, 28 wins. What do you think? I like it. I'll take it. You'll take that one? Like you said, okay. you can't you can't get any worse. And with Torts being the coach, coach now, sorry, they're going to tighten things up and mm-hmm. they're going to be in this a lot more and they're going to help hard out because in a lot of games when you watch it, it was like it was like watching pond hockey. It's like, oh, there goes by the defenseman. Oh, look, and there's Hart without his pants. It's, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be a lot stronger defensively in front of him, and he's going to have a better season as a result. Okay. Uh, Johnny, what do you... Yeah, okay. I was going to say they're going to be just more defensively minded and Bruce said it perfectly. I, I think in terms of, like, fantasy hockey, you might actually... There could be some value had in Philly, just based... Because no one's drafting these guys, right? So I think you, there might be a couple late-round steals mm-hmm. uh, yep. throughout the draft. Okay, uh, before we move on to our next team here, we just want to let our listeners know about DraftKings. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN, only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Check the show notes for details. Uh, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by checking the details in the show notes. And then one other thing too I just want to mention Bruce, it's the season for a fantasy hockey podcast, getting ready for all the drafts. I've been checking out lots of fantasy hockey podcasts and, and hockey-related content, um, and it's been great. One reason is that I listen to all these podcasts with my Raycon wireless earbuds. So Raycon's everyday earbuds, they look, feel, and sound great. Optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Promise. Uh, Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And the customizable sound profiles are nice. Earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and much more. Go to Raycon.com today and use promo code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's promo code THPN at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Okay, Johnny. Now the business is out of the way. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins, who were 46, 25, and 11 last year, third in the Metro. Uh, goals for 3.28 was 11th. Goals against 2.71 was fifth. Goals for percentage 54.79%. Corsi four 52 was a top 10 team. Uh, 20.2 on the power play was 19th, and the PK was third at 84.4. They've got 15 back-to-back sets this season, tied for second most with the Islanders and the Flyers. And that's a typo because definitely not just three percent of the games are played on the light days. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll correct that. So check the show notes later. Uh, key additions: Drake Kajula from Buffalo, Jan Ruta from Tampa, Jeff Petrie in that trade with Montreal, Ryan 
Paling uh, in that trade with Montreal as well. Ty Smith in that trade with New Jersey. John Marino left to go to the, the Devils. Mike Matheson uh, left, went to Montreal in that trade. And Louis Domingue as a UFA from the Rangers. So I guess, Johnny, you know, they, they signed some existing players too. Um, Malkin and Latang are, are around for another 17 years. I guess that's actually only six. But um, they signed those guys long-term. Do you think they got better, worse, or really no different in the offseason? I actually think they're going to win the Metro this year. I like it. They're, they're, my, they're my pick to win the Metro, and I think management in the front office kind of just said, we're going to take one more run at this. You know, these yep. guys, those those three guys have been there for, what, 15 years together? Um, yep. So I, I just think, like, you know, if if they are able to stay healthy, they're, they're top nine, not even top six. Like, they're top three lines are i think on paper better than anyone in the eastern conference like you got you got crosby who can basically play with anyone yeah. you know he he made he made connor sherry and brian rust into like <laughs> nhl superstars sure. but but jake Gensel is now a solidified 40 goal scorer yeah um malkin i think was a point of game last year and played half the year he was hurt the first half of the year he'll yep. be back healthy ready to go um tristan jari had a really strong bounce back year after a you know disappointing playoff against the islanders I, I think like this team on paper, you know, their, their defenseman I think got better. Like their their right side defenseman, Jan Ruda's a Stanley Cup winning defenseman. Petrie's a stud. Chris Letang, obviously a future Hall of Famer. Like they're they're as good as it gets. Um, you know, I think they underachieved in the playoffs. Obviously, like you know, to my advantage, they lost the Rangers. But like, they're, they're, <laughs> there's people are forgetting that like Tristan Jari, you only played Game Seven, like. You know, yep. he had a really strong year. Like, he could have easily made a difference in that series. And, uh, you know, I, I think the Penguins should be as scary as, as ever. I love it. That's I, I feel good about the Penguins this year, too. Um, and I want to start with Tristan Jari, actually, because I, I was beating the Tristan Jari drum this time last summer. I, I said he's going to have a great season. He went 34-18-6, and 242 goals against average, a 919 save percentage, and a 5.92 goal saved above expected. Bruce, you're on his case because of that, that really <laughs> that beautiful great play. pass out of the zone. <laughs> yeah, in the playoffs uh, this time later, like uh, last season. But anyway. Which play um, was that? He he just gave the puck away at the blue line. He, he went to go pass it out of the zone and turn it right over and he the, scored. In the yeah. Rangers series? I don't, no, no, it was, it was the, like the, the playoffs before that. Oh, oh against the Islanders. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was ter- yeah. yeah, he was terrible. He was terrible. In that <laughs> it was a yeah, perfect that, pass to the Islanders yeah. player, and he put it behind him for so he to stick back on the ice. Pretty mm-hmm. much dead to Bruce after that. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, I I like Tristan Jari. Like a lot of people have him as a top ten goalie for this year. Is is that a stretch to say, Johnny? I don't see why not. I mean, like his numbers last year were very str- above above average, like very strong numbers, and his team is solid in front of him, right? Like they're yeah. like honestly the most impressive thing about the Penguins that you don't even like know was was their penalty kill. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you stated it. They were what? They were uh I have it written down here. Third. Third. Yeah, yeah, third best PK. And even in the playoffs, they were they were really good in the playoffs. Like they sh- they deserve to beat the Rangers in that series. Like I, I you know, yeah. I'm sure Ranger fans that listen to me would attack me for saying that, but like <laughs> anyone who watched all seven games, like the Penguins were the better team, you know? Yeah. They they just like kind of shot themselves in the foot. Um and I think that, you know, might set them or, or might like you know give them a little more motivation this season, right? I think they've had uh, a couple of first round de- exits now in the last couple of years after their back to back cups. So you know you got Crosby if he can stay healthy, best player in the world still. Like you know obviously Connor McDavid is the future and and I guess the present also. But 
you know, as far as hockey IQ and everything goes, Crosby's one of the best I've ever, like probably the best I've ever seen. Um, you know, no one thinks the game like he can, and no one can skate like he can with his edges and everything he does. And Gensel continues to improve. Brian Russ is a great player. Um, they're they're like Jeff Carter's their third line center, and Jeff Carter's yeah an amazing <laughs> NHL like he's an amazing NHL player. Like I think that's their, their depth is just really what what separates them. I think, and they haven't really been able to stay healthy. I think a lot throughout the last couple of years. So I I think really if they're if they're healthy, like I, I'm giving Pittsburgh the uh, the Metro Division this year. Okay, and then in terms of starts for Jari, I've got 58 starts. That's 70 percent net share, uh, 36 wins. What do you think? Who's their backup right now? Uh, Casey DeSmith. Mm. Yeah, I I think the fifty eight to sixty is is accurate for for Jari. Smith is solid, but he's not like a, you know. I think Jari can handle the workload. Okay, uh, Bruce, what's your what's your level of acceptance for Jari right now? Uh, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, he played much better last year. Much mm-hmm. better. Totally. It's almost like he took that uh, that pass to the Islanders player there in in the playoffs <laughs> personally and made it his mission to come out better last year and he was a lot better last year he was a much better goaltender and it will continue okay uh so let's go back to forwards here we'll start with Crosby Johnny you mentioned him a couple times obviously a healthy level of respect there for for Sid um he's one of my favorite players of all time honestly just mm-hmm. love to watch that player uh, right now, going still at this point in his career, going 19th overall in fantasy drafts, 84 points last year, 31 goals in 69 games played. So he's on a 100-point pace last year. I've got him for 35 goals and 95 points. It's so funny because I like I hate him, but like I love him. You know? <laughs> like as yeah. as a hockey fan, like I hate him, but as like a hockey player and just like an appreciation for the sport, like I love him because like he yeah. just makes he makes it look so easy and. It's almost like frustrating yeah. how good he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think the hundred point hundred point range is like right up there. Like sure. He he's 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 like what, 36, 37 years old? He's he's uh, he 35, 30, 35, 35 in August. 35. Yeah. 35. Yeah. Okay, 35. so he's like man, it's I it's so weird. Like I can't imagine like a like a a life without like Crosby and Ovechkin in the league. Like it's so scary to think how old we're getting. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's truth. Yeah, truly. Like and we're only gonna have him for a few more years, honestly. Yeah, that, it's like weird. Three or four, yeah, like three. Nuts. He signed for three. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then um, he said he'd kind of think about things after that, right? But yeah, I, I I could see him like maybe playing one year in a different franchise, just going for one more cup, like you know. Once he decided to rebuild in Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, because they're gonna. That's gonna happen, right? Like it's inevitable. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a a perfect projection for Crosby. Like, they're like, maybe I would say maybe less than the goals. Like, maybe you know, twenty seven to thirty goals. But but definitely like you know, sixty five to to seventy assists for sure. There's no reason why you can't do that. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bruce. I'm assuming you kind of feel the same. He's gonna hit hundred. He's going to hit hundred points again. He's going okay. To. Okay. Let's move on to Gensel here then. Um, so again, Johnny, you mentioned 40 goal guy in his sleep, right? I've got him set for 44 mm-hmm. goals in 92 points. Last year, 84 points in 76 games played. So he's on a 91 point pace. So I'm not really stretching that far in my projection, I don't think. Um, power play time on ice and power play points were both career highs for him last year. Going on average at 33rd overall in drafts. Do you like the over under for him? I'm going to give a hot take here. Kensel's getting 50. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. You I heard think it here he's first. Just like, 
I think he's really established established himself in the league. And I think if if Malkin's healthy for that first power play unit, like just so much more of a threat because everyone's attention goes to Malkin, right? And that leaves kind of Gensel a little bit in the dust because yeah. Malkin is like, if you ask me, I think on their power play, Malkin's still the biggest threat. He's got the best shot. His like his one timer is super accurate, and um, he is like the the sniper on that unit. Um, but Gensel has like that you know shiftiness at the net front to like you know put in a rebound or like his his goal in game seven this year was the sickest thing I've ever seen. Do you, do you remember that goal? He like kicked the puck in midair from his skate yes. to his stick. And yes, I was, I that was, was nuts. I was like <laughs> shook. I was cause obviously it was game. I was there. It was game seven in the garden. And like, it's yeah. a one, one game that puts Peng- the penguins in the lead. And I was like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, that was the sickest thing I've ever seen. Like I've never seen a player kick the puck up and back. Like that was so yeah. sick. It was nuts. Um, but that's just like what he's capable of. And I think, I really, I really just think there's a different aura about this next like two to three years for the Penguins because this is like their last dance, you know. Like that's, this is it. That's funny you said that because the the artwork for our blog post, I just I said sit in last dance territory. That was exactly what I said. So and that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they've won Great. three cups together. Yeah, yeah. Great documentary too, if you haven't seen it, which I don't think many people have missed it at this point, yeah. but it, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, um, Bruce Gensel, you're you're on board with fifty, or is that uh, too much? Oh, too yeah. much for your blood. No, I I I agree. He'll get there. He'll get there. Brucey, we're aligned. We are. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Malkin. Uh, right now, sixty-one point eight in Yahoo. I've got him here for thirty-six goals and eighty-eight points last year. Forty-two points, twenty goals, and forty-one games played. So Johnny, to your point earlier, point per game. Um. You know, it looks like 2020, 2021 was a bit of an outlier here. He, he produced at a rate of just 0.85 points per game. That was a career low for him. You know, the rest of his career, he's been basically over a point per game, right? And sometimes close to a point and a half or whatever. But he's he's been a producer, and and but health is always a concern with him, right? Like, you just don't know. There's always nagging injuries or this or that. I mean, do, do you think he can play this season and, you know? I'm, I'm blanking on what his injury was last year. Um, do you guys, do you guys happen to know what it was last year? Was I don't it a have that. That Brucey? sounds, that sounds familiar, can, but uh, yeah, Bruce, you I'll your... look, I'll look it up here. All right. Cause depending on the injury, like, you know, yeah, that's, that's a fair point, right? If it's, yeah. if it's a nagging injury or what, but I, cause he looked yeah. great in the playoffs. I thought he was, he was yep. fine in the playoffs. Yeah. He looked back to his, to his regular self, honestly. And I, I think too, like maybe the contract situation was weighing on him. Mm-hmm. Now that's out of the way. He knows Sid's there for another few years. Latang's there. Like Gensel. Like I think he probably feels better about the, the team situation and his own situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm saying. That's why I just have this feeling about them this year. Like, yeah, you know, um, no, I, I think it was a knee, a knee oh. injury. Okay. Oh, okay, so knees are tough, especially at his age. Um, I, I, I don't like, think he'll play all 82, but you know he'll play, he'll play 75. I, I would say at least. But so you can't you can't really predict that, right? Like that's no. I mean, but that, he's just tough. He, he's tough. You never know how many mm-hmm. games he's going to miss, right? But mm-hmm. every year he's going to miss some. That's just a guarantee. But yeah, I'll, I'll put Malkin north of thirty-five goals this year, and uh, you know, eighty-eight points, ninety points, that range. I would say. I really, I I'm expecting like a really big year from him. Okay. Um, let's talk about Brian Russ. You mentioned him earlier. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> He kind of came out of nowhere, it seems like, right? But again, playing with Sid, mm-hmm. players players develop, they they start producing. Uh, he's going ninety fifth overall in Yahoo right now. If 
58 points, 24 goals in 60 games played last year. That was a 79 point pace. Um, shot rate was a career high at three a game, 67% power play share, 21 power play points, a career high. I've got him at 35 goals and 75 points. 35 goals. That's a big jump. Yeah. What's his career high? Bruce, you, you probably have a better mouse than I do right now. Um, Sorry, I was just looking up an Evgeny Malkin and a KT tape sponsorship to hold them together for the whole season <laughs> next year. That's good. Huh. Uh, last year, so last year he was on pace for thirty-four goals. Mm-hmm. So he played I, sixty-nine, sixty games, sixty games. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if he can do it, if he can play a full eighty-two, I don't know. Thirty-five goals for Brian Rush just sounds like a lot. I don't know yep. why. Um, I think like. I would say 30 is, like, fair for him. 35, I just, I don't know. Too much, too much. Yeah, too much. Okay. Bruce, any thoughts on Rust? The number seems high, but you look at how many games he's played and, like like you said, his scoring pace, it's, if he can play a full season, he could get there. Well, the one argument I'll make was, I'm pretty sure, he was on Sid's line last year, right? It was Sid Gensel Rust. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he was healthy, he bumped mm-hmm. Rodriguez out of that spot, and that's where he went. But do you think he'll like? Do you think that line will start the season, or do you think they'll bump R- Ricard Raquel up? Because Ricard Raquel, you know, came in at the deadline, yeah, and he is more of a skilled guy, I would say, than Brian Russ. So I feel like he might get that opportunity. Whereas Russ is kind of interchangeable. So mm-hmm. I like if Russ isn't playing with Sid, I don't think he's scoring, you know, north of thirty. Totally fair. No, you're very true. I. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know what their lineup is right now. Yeah, uh, I no. would imagine I would imagine that he's not playing with Sid to start the year if they got Ricard Raquel. And I would bank on him playing with Sid. That's that's what he I would. Think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, that that I mean, Sid likes his grinders. I think he's got chemistry mm-hmm. with Russ too, right? Um, but they did sign Ricard Raquel to uh, was it another six year deal or something, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're banking yeah. on Raquel producing as well. So hard to say. He's up next year. Good transition right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk about Ricardo Cal. Yeah. Uh one seventy point eight. My points prediction for him, twenty one goals and fifty five points. So I mean I'm I'm maybe not as high on him as, as some guys are, but he was also playing in Anaheim for a long time and doing nothing. So yeah. uh what do you think? If he's playing with Sid, man, I'm giving him thirty goals. You know, it all depends yeah. on yeah. where he is in the lineup. Like if if he's playing with Sid, like, you know, there he he could be the thirty five. Because he he's got so yeah. much skill. Like he's a he's a great player. And uh, you know, he'll he'll probably get power play time too. Um yeah, no, I I think it all depends on which line he's on. If he's with Sid, I'm giving him 35 goals, 65, 70 points. Okay. And the thing with him too is he's going so late in drafts, like 171st overall, basically. Like he's uh he's almost into to waiver fodder material here. So yeah. probably a great pickup at the end of your draft. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sleeper for sure. Uh Jeff Carter, you mentioned him earlier. Still I have a healthy amount of respect for him as a hockey player. Like he's he was productive when they had all those injuries. Was it start of last season? Yeah. Or was that the year before? No, that was last year. Was that last yeah, year? They, like half, they weren't very the healthy was, last year. Yeah. yeah, they weren't very healthy. And, and, him and, and, Ro- him and Rodriguez. Was, yeah, him and Rodriguez were great to start the season. So yeah. uh, playing in a third-line center role, I think he can be productive this year. I've got him for 20 goals and 45 points. 20 goals, third-line center. I don't know. Uh, tw- the, this is the Metro-winning Pittsburgh Penguins we're talking about here. Jeff. I know, I know. That's why I'm like... <laughs> And it's a proven guy. It's just he's he's get he's got the Malkin injury bump in there, right? So when Malkin gets hurt again, because we know he will, <laughs> they'll get bumped up to the second line, and he'll produce a little bit more. So that's where it's the and it's Sid's the Malkin injury hurt bump too. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. four or five, yeah. six games. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, it's the injury bump. That's interesting, though. Like, like when you, when you think of a third line center, you don't think like twenty goals, but like for him, it's like not that far fetched. Um, his his three year average is actually twenty three goals. His career average? His three year average. Oh, three year average. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, that's fair. Then I mean, I, I'm just I guess I'm sleeping on him a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, any thoughts on Kapanen? Because he's kind of been up and down. I, I honestly, I think at this point, he's kind of a, a bit of a depth ad or a depth yeah. piece in terms of fantasy, but. Um, he's had some chemistry with Malkin at times. Yeah, I, I don't have too many thoughts. Um, solid third line guy can kind of fit anywhere. Like if he if he needed to play first line minutes, I'm sure he could. Would he okay. be like you know above and beyond? Probably not. But um, you know he he's capable of it. I think. But he's not like a not an overachiever. He's just like a you know what you're gonna get from Kasperi Kapanen and um, just solid player. But he he does have a lot of skill to him too. Like. You know, he scored some nasty goals in Toronto, and he had a couple. Like, his uh, his curl and drag is actually pretty solid. He has a solid release on that. He scored a really nice goal, I think, this year against Sirkin, posting yeah. in on a curl and drag. Um, and, and speed and, to burn. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's – like, he could be, you know, a top six first-line guy, questionably, in another organization. Um, but here, I, I think he's just a solid depth guy, like you said. Okay, let's move on to defenseman real quick. Um, Chris Letang, obviously, like you'd mentioned, future Hall of Famer. Right now he's going at just around 60th overall in Yahoo. 68 points last year, 10 goals in 78 games played. His shooting percentage was actually his lowest since 2017-2018. It's 4.7%. 2.1 hits per game was actually a career high for him. And, he, and he's avoided injury here in the last couple seasons. So mm. uh, knock on wood, I think he can be a... A top defenseman again in fantasy and, and in the league if he stays healthy here. So I've got 15 goals and 70 points. What do you think, Johnny? He's definitely faced a lot of, uh, you know, injury stuff throughout his career. Didn't he? He had a stroke, right? Like something crazy a couple years ago? Yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah. Um, did I mean, yeah, that was scary. He, uh, yeah. Nothing since then, right? I mean, he's been... I don't think. Um, like, I don't think so. But th- I know that's why there was like... I think there was some backlash in the Ranger Penguin series. I think someone like hit him in the head, and the, and uh, like obviously, yeah. you know, no one wants to see that anyway, no matter the situation. But um, yeah, man, Latek, it's so weird because I feel like he's so underrated right now, but he's like the number one defenseman on a really strong team, like on a Metro winning team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I, like something about Latang. Like, would you would you consider him a top ten defenseman right now? Like, I say no. I, I would like, say yes. I would say yeah. Would. Like, I, I, I'm a Latang fan. Like I, uh-huh. well, if we're talking, you're just, just a Penguins fan. No, I, I'm an Oilers <laughs> it's like fan. Like every I guy, know, you, I know. I, I see. I'm just <laughs> messing with you. Every guy, the Penguins you love. But but I I am a big Pens fan too. Like I mean, they were a lot of fun uh-huh. to watch, right? I just yeah. I mean, and Sidney Crosby. Like as a Canadian, it's hard not to love Sid, mm-hmm. and then just that team. They've been a lot of fun to watch too. So. It's so um, funny because I like hate like the Penguins are like the team I hate the most. <laughs> like, well, I, every I grew up and they play the Rangers in the playoffs like every year. Yeah, yeah. So you know, no, I I can totally understand. I mean, it's funny. I talked to a lot of guys from out east and they yeah they despise the Penguins, but they're <laughs> I mean they're just they're fun to watch. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. In terms of fantasy, anyway, he covers categories. Like he he's great for bangers leagues and he's good for you know twelve to sixteen goals mostly or usually and sixty or seventy points. So I, I don't know. Um, Bruce, what do you, what's your thoughts on the tank? He stays healthy. He'll he'll get there again. Absolutely. Okay, I'm I'm really curious actually about Jeff Petrie, Johnny's because he had a really down year in Montreal last year. 
Um, it was no secret he wanted out of Montreal. He had a, a his lowest shooting percentage since his sophomore season, 4.8%. His shot volume was down to 1.8. He was still over two hits per game, but just 27 points in 68 games played. Um, do you see him having a bounce-back season? I've got him at 12 goals, 45 points. What do you think? I think he for sure has a bounce back here. It's it's all mental. Like in, in this in this scenario, you know, we talked about Ristolainen before, but like you're going from a team that was horrendous last year to three Stanley Cups in the last what uh, thirteen years in the Penguins. Yeah. So he's coming into a winning organization. Not that Montreal like typically isn't because they're the most historic franchise in the NHL, but yeah. you know they had some rough goes. Um, I think your game also just goes to a different level when you play with Sid, right? Like it, it just, the expectations are higher. right? Yeah. Like you're just more motivated. Definitely. You want to do better. Your team's going to do better. It's just, it's just a different vibe. And I yeah. think, I think he'll have, uh, I think he'll actually, he might, he might clip 50 points. Uh, I would say I'd give him a little, uh, a little benefit of the doubt here. Cause he'll probably also quarterback that second power play unit. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's got a, he's got a hell of a shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say, I would say 50 and just on the, the off chance that the tank does go down with injury, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always yep. that chance he gets power play one time too. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then good value again, 146 overall in Yahoo. Um, okay. Let's move on. Last team here, Washington Capitals. Johnny, thanks, man. You've been really generous with your time here. We'll, no, uh, we'll no, try no. And... I could do cool. this all night. All right, man. We'll, we'll try and fly <laughs> through the Capitals here then. So they were 44, 26 and 12 fourth in the Metro last year. 3.29 goals for per game was 10th. 2.95 goals against was 13th. Goals for 52.73 was 13th. Uh, Corsi 4, 50% was 12th. Power play was 23rd at 18.8%. That seems odd with, with the personnel they have there. But uh, And then the PK was 12th at 80.4%. So they had 11 back-to-back sets coming up this season, tied for fourth fewest with Anaheim and Los Angeles. And 33% of the games are played on light days. Uh, they added Connor Brown in that trade with Ottawa. Dylan Strom is a UFA. Eric Gustafson uh, is a UFA. Darcy Kemper is a UFA. Charlie Lindgren in that trade to St. Louis. And then Schultz left for Seattle. Vanacek in that trade to New Jersey. And Ilya Samsonov in the trade to Toronto. Uh, Johnny, how do you see Washington this year? Better, worse, or no different? I'm missing the playoffs. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know the exact timeline, but I do know that to start the season, they're going to be without Backstrom, without Tom Wilson. Yeah. And I'm not sure about Carl Haglin. I know Haglin had like a crazy like eye injury last year. Yeah. Um, I think in practice, but Tom Wilson and Backstrom are, you know, arguably outside of Ovechkin, the most important guys in this team. Sure. Um, and Darcy Kemper could have like that Stanley cup hangover. I think Kemper, he's a solid goalie, but is he by no means like a, you know, a goalie that can steal you a game? Not necessarily. Right. Like, yeah. Like, you know, he kind of, yeah, he kind of got lucky with Colorado last year. He was not he was not a great goalie in the playoffs last year. I know he got his injury as well in that in that uh, series against the uh, was the Preds in the first round where the stick hit him yeah, in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I don't see this Capitals team being that scary for like the first time that I can remember. I I don't totally disagree. Um, like Kemper. You know, he was actually pretty good. He, he exceeded my expectations, honestly, in the regular season last year. He had 37 mm-hmm. wins um, and a 921 save percentage. But 
like you said, in the playoffs, he wasn't very good. In the playoffs, he actually proved maybe you can outscore your troubles if your offense is good enough, right? Yeah, best, <laughs> yeah. best defense is a good offense. Sure, you right? Best. And uh-huh. if the other team doesn't have the puck ever, what do you do? So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So I, I've got him at 55 starts this year uh, and 34 wins. But, I mean, now listen to you speak, that's probably a little generous. What do you think? I just, I just like, for some reason this year, like, it's these it's these early injuries like the Boston Bruins are another team like they're without yeah. McAvoy without uh Grizzlick without Marshand to start yeah. the season like yeah. like those are difference makers like Backstrom is a difference maker Wilson's a difference maker like we kind of saw with the Islanders last year the Islanders were a team that went to back to back conference finals and like you get off to a rocky start it could just traject your whole season in a negative aspect right so like yep in in what I think maybe it's biased as the toughest division in the league the Metro I just, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm giving other teams too much credit. Like, I, I really do think the Islanders will get back in the playoffs this year. Um, you know, I think the Rangers will be good again. I think the Penguins, like I said, are going to win the Metro, and and the Hurricanes. You know, I think they got better too. Like, yeah. I, I really just think the Capitals are just going to fall off a little bit. Like, they're not going to have a bad year, but I don't think they're going to have a good enough year to make it. If that well, makes they, sense. Yeah, and they they were fourth in the Metro last year, right? Yeah. And now they're coming to the season, like you said, without Tom Wilson and without Nicholas Backstrom. And, and Wilson, I think, is out until December sometime. Something like it, was, it seemed yeah. late. It's late in the year. Yeah. And also, like every other team in the East, it seems got better, right? Like yes. besides oh, the yeah. Flyers. <laughs> like the, the Hurricanes. <laughs> like the Hurricanes, they bring in Burns. And I mean, it's unfortunate with Patch Reddy and the Achilles mm-hmm. thing, but that was a really nice addition too if he'd been healthy. So, yeah. Um, but even their style of play in Carolina, like the way that Brendamore coaches and, and just like yeah. their their literal two hundred foot game, like I, I haven't seen, you know, obviously the skill is different. Like Colorado, their skill, the way they skate, their speed is insane. But yeah. as far as team speed goes, like Carolina is like always above the puck. Yeah. They're they're rarely getting or allowing odd man chances. Like they are a very structurally sound team. And that's why I think they won't have any issues. Like like I like I still I still think and I and I hate I hate saying this as a Ranger fan like it but <laughs> but if Freddie Anderson's healthy like I I think Carolina wins the Eastern Conference like they were so good they were the only team that I really feared yeah. and having Antti Ranta and, and I still don't know how to say his name but I love talking about him Pyotr Kakekov however you say that name uh, <laughs> like ha- having those guys in net was like a level of comfort for the Rangers and Ranger fans you know like Freddie Anderson. Could have argued. I, I think he kind of got snubbed on the on the Vesna voting this year. Oh yeah, totally, totally did. Okay. Um, oh, and then Backstrom too. Just should mention quickly. Like he, when he does get back, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because that same surgery we talked about it before on the show. Um, some players just never recover, or they come in and they play a few games and then they're done. Like I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. hip resurfacing surgery, I believe, yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, and no, no player that's had the surgery has come back and and been productive. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I honestly am not banking on Backstrom even coming back this mm-hmm. season, but we'll see what happens. I guess. Yeah. I, I think that's part of the reason for signing Strom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also like the concern there, like you said, their power play has been insane since Ovechkin joined the league, and last year it struggled. Like, yeah, where you say they were twenty third last year, like, yeah. yeah, you know, they're gonna they're gonna. I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Okay. Well, so with that, let's talk about Ovechkin here. Uh, last season, 90 points, 50 goals, and 77 games played. So it was a 96-point pace. 
Uh, it was his highest point per game rate since 2012-2013. Um, 2.01 hits per game. He hasn't dipped below two hits per game for the past four seasons. What do you think for him? He's over 50. You got to think he's over 50 goals again this year. No? I just, I, you can't not think that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I, I don't understand how, like, also you just look at him and like, he doesn't look like an athlete at all anymore. He's just, <laughs> it's, but, but he like, it, it's like watching him is, honestly, if I could be one hockey player right now, it's Ovechkin just because like, he can just stand there and the puck comes to him and he'll just score. Like it's yeah. just yes. Yeah. Watching Ovechkin on the power play just stand still for two minutes is like the fucking funniest thing ever. It, yeah, <laughs> they know exactly where he's shooting from, and nobody ever stops yeah. it. So, yeah. Uh, no, Bruce, you're, yeah. you're taking the over on 50 goals again this year too. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, and then Johnny, I, I ask everybody this question: Do you think uh, is he going to break Gretzky's record, goal scoring record? <sighs> um, I, I, yeah, I I I, I think <laughs> I also think he's the kind of guy that won't give up until he does it, you know? Like, yeah. yep. also, I think, exactly. I think the Capitals would dress him as a 13th forward and just throw him out for power plays. Like, honestly, they I could would see too, that. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. It's still a threat. I could see that happening. Like, I, yeah. like honestly, if I was yeah. the coach, I would do that. <laughs> like, it's like six minutes of power play time a game. Yeah. That's all he we plays. Don't, we don't need you for anything else. Just stand there. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, power play starts. They'll put him out in the wheelchair. Just put him right yeah. there. Yeah, just, <laughs> the puck, and he'll still score. It's... No, but we joke. We joke about it. But like, let's be real here. Like, there's there's no harm in dressing him as a 13th forward, like as a 40 year old, and just having him rip one tees like on the power play. Absolutely not. No, yeah, like no, it's you could, yeah, you could, well, it could be like uh, Yager, be like 44 years old and just yeah. still playing power play time. So yeah, I think he'll, he's there. he's what a, like 111 away. Is that the number? I'd have to go back and look. It's not far, yeah. right? I mean, like realistically, it's it's really not. It's mm-hmm. he's got time. So, and and a lot of people have suggested that if we hadn't had lockouts and COVID and all the rest of it, like he would have broken the record by now. Yeah, think about. I mean, think he's about played all that stuff. Two right? lockouts he's played through, right? And and shortened yeah. seasons and all the rest of it. So he's never really had any injuries either, right? He's been pretty healthy his whole career. Yeah, yeah like yeah, very few injuries, which is crazy with how physical he plays. Yep. Uh, Kuznetsov. I've got him for 24 goals and 82 points next year. I just they're going to lean on him a bit more, right? He he had uh, career highs in power play time on ice and uh, average time on ice. He played over 20 minutes a game. That's not going to change. Backstrom's out. So, do you think a point per game is is too much for him or not? No, that's fair. I th- I think he's he's so good. He's actually so fun to watch. Um, super skilled, great skater. So like honestly, just like smooth. Like everything he does just is just like. Gorgeous yeah. in a sense, like yeah. for lack of a better term, you know. Yeah. Uh, there, there's only so few guys that really just like, like can glide and like just look pretty out there. He's, one, <laughs> he's like he's one of them. Yeah. You know? For sure, Bruce, you like 24 goals, 82 points. Oh, I've been burned by him so many times. Oh yeah, another I, one of those. I, yeah. Bruce I, is taking the under. I don't think I'm going yeah. under. Yeah. Well, the goal, the goals, maybe not, but the the points. I like the points, but I I I don't know if I'd give him twenty. How many goals did he have last year? Oh yeah, twenty four last. Twenty four. Twenty four last year. Yeah. Um, Second highest total in his career. I guess he's gonna play the same amount. So you know, maybe that is fair. Yeah, that's fair. I I just don't see him as like a goal scorer per se. I I think he's more of like a playmaker. But yeah. Well, he's playing with Ovi, right? He's. I think the expectation is he's passing the puck off, but yeah. Uh, Anthony Mantha, I'd say last year was a bit of a letdown for him. 15 minutes time on ice was his lowest since his rookie season. 2.2 shots on goal, his lowest since his rookie season. 
just 33% power play share was a career low. His team's even strike shooting percentage was high. Like there's lots of just negative things for him going on last season. So I've got him at 23 goals and 49 points. Uh, Johnny, what do you think? Hmm. I think, I think he'll have a little bit more responsibility. Um, similar to what we saw with him in Detroit. Like he was kind of more of a, you know, a top guy in Detroit. And, you know, this year, I think right now he's playing on a line with Strom and Oshie. So like those are solid players. Yeah. Um, he's a big body, has some skill. I, I think, I think it's like pretty, pretty on par um, with what I'd expect. Like I wouldn't call him a 25 goal scorer, but I could see him clipping 20, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's super fair. I just think, like, if Tom Wilson is out, I, I did you say Tom Wilson's out till December, right? I, I think, yeah, don't quote me on yeah. that, but I think it was about okay. December. So, I like, I, I think that's the reason why I'd give him that extra boost because, like, he will be that, you know, big power forward that they're missing in Wilson. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I don't think he might, I don't think he's as effective as Wilson is, but he'll have to fit that role. So that's why I would give him, like, a little boost. Okay. And Bruce, you're thinking something similar? Or what do you think? I'd love to see him over 50 points. The the kid has got talent galore. He just can't seem to put it together, right? Like, he's huge, right? He's 6'6". Six, six and yeah, he's massive. Is he 6'6"? Six, I, six? I think he's... Let me double check here. Yeah, I think six, he's 6'6". That's six, huge. Six, six. Holy he's, shit. He's that he's, big? He'm oh, sorry. Six, yeah. He's 6'5", six, six, 234. Oh, my God. That's like, a big boy. He's huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he showed in Detroit that he's, he could put up 30 goals. Like... If he could stay up on the well, if he's on the top line until Wilson comes back, he and he can figure it out. He can do some serious damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. probably worth a swing at 164th in Yahoo right now. So, yep, give him a look. Uh, TJ Oshie, kind of a polarizing player. Some people like him, some people don't. In terms of fantasy, right? I mean, um, 160th right now in Yahoo. 25 points, 11 goals, and 44 games played last year. Um. I've got him at 26 goals and 60 points. It's funny that you say everyone has like a love hate with him because after that, after that Olympic performance he put on, everyone <laughs> thinks he's like the superstar hockey player. He's like kind of a muck and grind player. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he, I, I see like a lot of like a, a connectney in, in TJ Oshie. Um, and uh, like he, he is a net front guy, like can, can deflect the puck and bury rebounds. He's tough as nails. He's, he's, didn't he have? I think his father passed away this past year too. He had some emotional yeah. stuff away yeah, from the rink. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that could have been a distraction last year as well. Um, man, I, I, mm, twenty six goals. I don't know. I he'll definitely get by twenty. Twenty six sounds like a lot for him though. I don't. I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Um, I was going to mention too, just about two hits per game. So for bangers leagues again, you mentioned just a muck and grind yeah. type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's good for that too. I don't uh, really know. Yeah, I, I I struggle with the points total um, a little bit with Oshi. Uh, Bruce, what do you think about Oshi? I'm uh, yeah, I'm kind of on on the fence about him too. Just looking at some of his numbers here, so he has put up consistently like in the mid twenties for goals twenty twenty five twenty six. He had thirty three and sixteen seventeen. 26 and 15, 16. So, but he's never been, he's had 60 points once. That was in 13, 14. He's never been over 60. Mm-hmm. 
I will say one thing about Oshi though, which is a major downgrade for him with Backstrom out. The two of them on that power play together, Backstrom's like little uh, bumper pass to Oshi. Like Oshi's probably a top five bumper guy as far as power plays go in the league. Like I remember that playoff run. Like he was money from the slot in the playoffs. I think he must have had yeah. like four or five goals that year yeah. in yeah. the run from that area. So like. I think missing Backstrom is a, is a massive, massive downgrade for him. Yeah, just for the team in general, they're going to miss Backstrom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I'm going to say under. Okay, and, and Bruce, Bruce's argument helped me there too. Yeah, Bruce, <laughs> you're leading that way. You're leading yeah. to the under. Yeah, I'm leading to the under. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one player I'm interested in for this year is Dylan Strom. So last season, 48 points, 22 goals, and 69 games played. He had 32 points in the final 39 games of the season, so he's playing at a 67-point pace. Part of the reason was his power play deployment and production. He was on pace for 26 goals, but he did shoot at a career-high 17.5%. Uh, career highs on the power play, 16 power play points, 17 and a half minutes time on ice, lots of offensive zone starts. I don't know if he's going to get the same. Like, he sh- Do you think he's going to play power play one, Johnny, in, in Washington? I guess with Baxter out, probably. I am trying to think of this setup. So they had Backstrom like on the half wall. Kuznetsov was down low. Carlson was on the blue line. Ovechkin in his office. Oshi in the bumper. He would be. He's not playing the half wall. I'm, I want to. I'm going to check really quick. Actually, I'm going to see where Daily Faceoff has him. So I'm curious. It's actually funny too because I remember this summer. Like, I think I found out a week after he signed that he signed in Washington. Someone like posted a clip of him wearing a Capitals <laughs> practice jersey. I was like, when the when did that happen? Yeah. Um, it just must have been like, you know, mid-July time when you're kind of like not paying attention a little bit. Sure. Um, so, yeah, they, they actually – so Daily Faceoff right now has him in the center position with uh, – I mean, they, they don't have it like, you know, umbrella or overload. They just have like the, the five-man yeah. unit. But they have Dylan Strom as a center on the, on the first unit. So I could see that happening. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of – I mean, I've got him at 21 goals and 55 points. I, I think he's got potential to outdo that if, if he all goes well on the power play. But I – I also don't have super high expectations for Strom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be a career high in points for him if he did hit it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, Connor Brown came over in that trade. Center right wing eligible. He's not going in drafts. Um, I've got him for 20 goals and 50 points. I think that's kind of what he is at this point in his career. He's a 20-goal guy, maybe yeah. 50 points if all goes well. But also, I think he had some opportunities in Ottawa that he – well, you know what? It looks like daily faceoff might have him. In First the, line, right wing. Yeah. So, I mean, if, yeah. Yeah, I think left get wing has him there too, right? So, um, yeah, I, I can see him playing on that top line of Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. If that's where he does, in fact, play for the, the whole season, I mean, he could potentially obliterate 20 goals and 50 points. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I think that's like a perfect prediction for him. Yep. Okay. I have, no, I have like no comment. Like, that is just like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, last player of the night, John Carlson. This one's probably not even that hard to predict, really. Um, he's going right now, average in Yahoo, 38.9. Last year, 71 points, 17 goals, and 78 games played. 17 goals was a career high, but his team's even strength shooting percentage at 8.9% was his lowest since 2015-2016, so there's some room for positive regression there. I've got him at 15 goals and 71 points. Johnny, what do you think? I love John Carlson. Yeah. Um, he's he, well, he's also like a local guy from around here. Like I grew up, you know, like one of my first world junior memories was his goal, like in overtime. Like that was his yeah, yeah. 
you know, that's such an awesome moment for me. Like as a, as a kid, like that was first. We time remember seeing, it too. <laughs> first, well, first time seeing the Americans win World Juniors for me as a kid. Yeah. So you know that was the the actual. So just a little off topic, but uh, the first time I started watching the World Juniors was 2009 year when Tavares was on uh he was the captain of canada yeah, yeah. I, I went to the bell cup in ottawa and we went to a game and i didn't even know what the world juniors was as a kid which is like crazy to think about right how big it yeah. is in canada yeah and i just remember like it used to be a tradition kind of when i was younger watching the usa canada game on new year's eve and and the year yep. that year usa went up like three nothing on canada i was like this, this there's so much hype on this kid Tavares. like he hasn't done <laughs> shit next shift Tavares is like two goals and like back like like in like two minute span he's like a nasty toe drag around the defense yeah, yeah. Stick, top shelf and then like this or all this jordan eberly stuff jordan then, eberly you know, yeah you know yeah. john carlson is the hero so i thought that was really cool and and i've like since then i've just like loved john carlson's game and um you know i i think he was almost like a not necessarily a trendsetter for like the new age defenseman um but he was definitely like one of those like very few offensively minded defensemen, like an Eric Carlson, like a Latang. It seems you know in, in those years, um, and I don't see him slowing down ever. Especially, you know, with Ovechkin on the power play, like if they can figure it out, like they, they, you know last year they struggled, but you know th- there's no reason why John Carlson cannot get seventy points again. Like he he is, yeah, sure. in my mind, one of the best offensive defensemen in the league. And I agree with your take on him. Like maybe not a trend-setting defenseman, but he was kind of like that early new age defenseman, right? Like that. Maybe was, he didn't yeah. start it, but he like you he know was one, followed yeah. up like a Carlson, and you know, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, he's not. Yeah. A, yeah, he wasn't like the, the the trailblazer, I guess, but he was. But that was kind of know. the start of that era where guys smaller smaller skilled defensemen started making an impact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, hey Johnny, that uh, that does it for our fantasy preview for this week. So part two will be next week. Um, just a couple things here before we wrap. Ask the hacks. We're still running that that uh, segment, guys. So if you have questions, send them in. Um, we'll uh, get you entered to win a free one year subscription to the Left Wing Lock iPhone app. So thank you to Mike and the guys at Left Wing Lock for that. And then of course our contest that we announced last week um, to help us celebrate 100 episodes, which is going to air in February. Uh, we're doing our hacks holiday, so we're going to send a listener and a guest to Vegas to watch a Golden Knights game. Uh, two round trip tickets to Vegas, three night accommodations at a hotel somewhere near T-Mobile Arena, and then of course that free one year <laughs> subscription to the Left Wing Lock iPhone app. Uh, go to the contest page, fantasyhockeyhacks.com/hacksholiday. Check it out. All the contest details are there on how you enter. Um, the contestant is going to have to provide us with the 19 digit code to win or the the phrase. So this week's hack the code number is 22. So make note of that. Um, and I think I'm actually going to update that on the webpage as well. So just Hacks Holiday or fantasyhockeyhacks.com slash Hacks Holiday. Go check it out. And then, uh, Johnny, where can listeners find you on Twitter or your podcast? Uh, just, you know, plug whatever you want to. Well, first first things first, I've never been to Vegas. So if you can, <laughs> you can, if you can rig that little contest for me. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter, jlazzy23. And our show is... Uh, the Blue Crew Pod, so B L U E C R E W Pod, um, all over Twitter. Twitter is my favorite app in the world. I, I I'm like a Twitter addict. It's, it's like really bad, but like also amazing. <laughs> um, but thank you guys, Dev and Bruce. Like this was so much fun, and I appreciate it. And I'm always happy to come on whenever you guys need a guest. So appreciate awesome. it. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it was great having you. We loved all your insight for sure. We'll uh, we'll talk some hockey again another time. Sounds good. For Thanks, sure. guys. Okay, see you later. Thank you. Hey. Okay.